0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 1, Chapter 7, Verse 27. Srimad <laughs> Bhagavan Uvaca,
0: Vete Putrasya,
1: Ramanas jam pradarsita naivasau-veda-saṅharaṁ, prāna-bhadhā-upāsthite, śrī-bhāgavānuvācha, vete-dāṅdhrauna-putrasyaṁ, Ramanastram Pradarshitam Naivasa
0: Veda Sangharam Pranabadha Upastite
1: Bhagavan, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Uvacha said, Veta, just know from me, Idam, this, Drona Putrasya, the son of Drona, Brahman Astram, hymns of the Brahma, nuclear weapon. Darshitam, exhibited, na, not. eva, even, asau, he, veda, know it, sangharam, retraction, pranabhadhe, extinction of life, upashtite, being imminent. Translation and purport by his divine grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Samashriya, the Prabhupada. The Supreme Personality of Godhead said, Know from me that this is the act of the son of Drona. He has thrown the hymns of nuclear energy, Brahmastra, and he does not know how to retract the glare. He has helplessly done this, being afraid imminent
0: death.
1: The Brahmastra is similar to the modern nuclear weapon manipulated by atomic energy. The atomic energy works wholly on total combustibility and so the Brahmastra also acts. It creates an intolerable heat similar to atomic radiation. But the difference is that the atomic bomb is a great, is a gross type of nuclear weapon, whereas the Brahmastra is a subtle type of weapon produced by chanting hymns. It is a different science. And in the days gone by, such science was cultivated in the land of Bharat The subtle science of chanting hymns is also material but it has yet to be known by the modern material scientist. Subtle material science is not spiritual, but it has a direct relationship with the spiritual method, which is still subtler, more subtle. A chanter of hymns knew how to apply the weapon as well as how to retract it. That was perfect knowledge. But the son of Dronacharya, who made use of this subtle science, did not know how to retract. He applied it, being afraid of his imminent death. And thus, the practice was not only improper, but also irreligious. As the son of a Brahmana, he should not have made so many mistakes. And for such gross negligence of duty, he was to be punished by the Lord Himself. I was born in the darkest of ignorance, so and my future master opened my eyes with this rich light of knowledge because of his. God this mercy to in, open the eyes of the conditioned souls and to the material world I offer. I just this. So, Jonah, the son of Jonah, Jonah Putrasya, In the previous verses, we were hearing about, um, verses ago, this point was being made that even though he was the son of a Brahmana, uh, he was not acting uh, properly. And here in the purport, uh, Prabhupada is bringing up that point again. As the son of a Brahmana, he should not have made so many mistakes. So, um, we talked before about how Bhagavad Gita explains that it's by uh, quality and activity that one is to be understood to be a brahmana, not only by birth. So then, uh, it's good for us to understand what actually is a brahmana, because... The brahminical section of society is very important. They have a very important role. So I'm going to uh, reference Bhagavad Gita just that we can hear more from Prabhupada about... So here we're hearing what is not, what a brahmana should not do. Um, Now I would like to present more of an understanding of what is a brahmana and how a brahmana acts. The most important point that the Bhagavad Gita is, uh, that Krishna is telling us in the Bhagavad Gita, is that one should work in this material world according to his, whatever nature he has, um, but that work should not be for profit. Uh, that this fruitive activity, the fruitive mentality, is what needs to be given up, not the work itself. Um, The work itself can be done according to one's nature. However, the issue that binds us to this material world is the fruitive mentality, that we desire the profit of our work. And this is what Krishna is explaining through the Bhagavad Gita that needs to be given up, not the work itself. So we are to cultivate this mentality of non-profit. This, uh, this is explained in the Bhagavad Gita. So throughout the fourth chapter of Bhagavad Gita, Krishna talks about the principle of sacrifice as being very important to human civilization. Um, chapter 4, verse 31, Krishna says, um, O best of the Kuru dynasty, without sacrifice, one can never live happily on this planet or in this life. What then of the next? So sacrifice is the method that is used to counteract our fruitive mentality that is so prevalent in the conditional state of living. So in that chapter, Krishna talks about different kinds of sacrifices, many different kinds of sacrifices. Sorry, stepping back just a moment to what is a brahmana. I didn't fully speak about that. So what is a brahmana? Uh, So again, here we're, we're hearing what is not, what a brahmana does not do. Prabhupada said he should not have made so many mistakes. What was his mistake that he acted out of fear? So out of fear, he created this brahmastra because of fear of death. Why would a brahmana be afraid of death? Brahmana means one who knows the soul, one who knows his spiritual identity. Why would a brahmana, a real qualitative brahmana, be afraid of death? So, out of fear of death, he uh, he created this brahmastra, but because he wasn't in perfect knowledge. He wasn't able to then pull it back. So Prabhupada said this was his great mistake. Therefore, he wasn't actually, by the qualitative sense, a brahmana, uh, even though he was, quote-unquote, in the position of a brahmana, meaning that he was the son of a brahmana. So what is a brahmana? So here uh, in Prabhupada's book, Civilization and Transcendence, um, Prabhupada speaks about the importance of brahmanas in society to to give knowledge, to lead uh, out of the darkness that we are born into uh, through uh, transcendental knowledge. So he says, <clears throat> in Bhagavad Gita, Krishna describes the qualities of a brahmana as follows, shamo dhammas shantir arjavam eva ca. Gyanam Vigyanam Ashtikam. Peacefulness, self-control, austerity, purity, tolerance, honesty, knowledge, wisdom, and religiousness. So people who want to become Brahmanas must be educated to acquire these qualities. It is not enough simply to abolish the caste system which is contaminated by the false conception of qualification by birthright. Certainly, this wrong caste system should be abolished. Also, educational centers should be opened for teaching people how to become genuine brahmanas and kshatriyas. Karma vibhagashaha According to their qualities and work, people naturally belong to different social groupings, so you cannot avoid it. But because you have created a false caste system, that should be abolished. And the system recommended by Krishna, that should be adopted. That's a better understanding of what is a brahmana. And it's interesting and it's significant to me not being born in a higher uh, form of life that... Uh, people must be educated to acquire these qualities so it's not a given in this material world that you know, that we will have these acquire that we will have these qualities but that we must work to acquire them and we must be educated how to acquire them That was supposed to lead into the next point of how Krishna explains in Bhagavad Gita that you don't give up your work, but you give up the fruitive mentality through the practice of sacrifice. And then there's so many kinds of sacrifice according to the performer that are uh, given in the fourth canto of Bhagavad Gita. Does anybody remember some of the sacrifices that are mentioned? The, the yeah, the senses in the fire of mental control, right? And then the regulated uh, grihastas—they offer the sense objects into the fire, right? There's different. There's different sacrifices that are offered in Bhagavad Gita. According to, you know, karmi, jnani, yogi, there's different kinds of people. So, um, but the purpose of that sacrifice is to come out of this, this fruitive mentality. So the Prabhupada gives a class on this particular verse, 1727, in Vrindavan and on September 24th, 1976. And it was, I listened to it last night. It was a very interesting class where in this class he's bringing up, he's making a big point about the temples, his temples. And he said, the temples should not be Um, a means so his quote, uh, quoting a means of livelihood this is what Prabhupada said about his temples that making the point that we should not come to the temple we should not be involved in the temple in any capacity for personal profit or gain and he spoke about this point for a long time. He said his quote was, for your livelihood. Hmm. And he went on to say that if we have this mentality, if, when we are involved with his temples, doing service for his temples, that eventually the temples will become a burden And it was a very strong message because he was making the point that he was trying to buy up properties in America, and the Western worlds, and they were old churches. And the churches had been closed up. Nobody was coming anymore. And he said, this is because the spirit of devotion is not there. People don't understand why... Um, or how even, to worship the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And therefore, because that spirit of devotion is lost, because as conditioned souls, we're enamored by fruitive activity. That's what we are conditioned to. And it's what the society out there is is just uh, feeding us, Day after day, moment after moment, do this, buy this, get this, acquired it's a mode of passion. So Prabhupada was very strong to his in this class in September twenty fourth, nineteen seventy six, that please have the proper mentality when you're serving my temples. Otherwise it will become a burden and they might close up too. So how do we how do we guard against that? Again, this spirit of sacrifice. Without sacrifice, one cannot live happily on this planet or in the life. What then of the next? So the brahminical section of society is very important. They're educating people how to how to. um, how to acquire these 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 higher modes of nature, the mode of goodness. Um, in our society, we are boiling the milk, so to speak, as far as helping each other to raise our qualities and to to act in the mode of goodness. And sacrifice is very important. In that endeavor. So, what kind of sacrifice do we perform? So, Chaitanya Charitamrita, there's a beautiful verse Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was speaking to Prakashananda Sarasvati. Of course, he was criticized, Lord Chaitanya was criticized. Um, why you're not studying the Vedas, why you're only chanting and dancing like a fanatic, or what is this? The the people criticized Lord Chaitanya in his day. Um, some people, not everyone. Um, they didn't understand the power of the sankirtan Yajna, and uh, so, in this verse, in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu replied to Prakashananda Sarasvati, My dear sir, kindly hear the reason. My spiritual master considered me a fool, and therefore he chastised me. Report by Srila Prabhupada. When Prakashananda Sarasvati inquired from Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu why he neither studied Vedanta nor performed meditation, we might add there, or performed Vedic ritualistic sacrifices, Homa, Yogyo or whatnot, Lord Chaitanya presented himself as a number one fool in order to indicate that in the present age, Kali Yuga, is the age of fools and rascals in which it is not possible to obtain perfection simply by reading Vedanta philosophy and meditating. The Shastras strongly recommend In this age of quarrel, hypocrisy, the only means of deliverance is the chanting of the holy names of the Lord. There's no other way. There's no other way. There is no other way. People in general in Kali Yuga are so fallen that it is not possible for them to obtain perfection simply by studying Vedanta Sutra. One should therefore seriously take to the constant chanting, holy names of the Lord. And then later in Srimad Bhagavatam uh, is this uh, verse... Krishna Varnam Trisha Krishnam Sangopan Garsha <clears throat> Parshadam Yagya Sankirtana Prayar Yajantihi saha. I mean, in Mayapur, we teach this to the kids in like second grade. They learn the shloka in, in like grade two and they do, you know, dramas on it and everything. This is. Srimad Bhagavatam, eleventh canto. And in the purport, Prabhupada says Srila Jiva Goswami explains that Krishna Varnam oh sorry. Sri Jiva Goswami cites a verse from the Vedic literature that says that there is no necessity of performing sacrificial demonstrations or ceremonial functions. He comments that instead of engaging in such external, pompous exhibitions, all people, regardless of caste, color, or creed, can assemble together and chant Hare Krishna to worship Lord Chaitanya. Krishna Varnam, Krishna indicates that predominance should be given to the name Krishna. Lord Chaitanya taught Krishna consciousness and chanted the name of Krishna. Therefore, to worship Lord Chaitanya, everyone should together chant the Mahamantra. To propagate worship in churches, temples, or mosques is not possible because people have lost interest in that. But anywhere and everywhere, people can chant Hare Krishna, thus worshiping Lord Chaitanya. They can perform the highest activity and fulfill the highest religious purpose of satisfying the Supreme Lord. This is why Prabhupada was saying, you know, these churches, they're all empty because people have lost interest in this age. Now you might say, well, why didn't the Prabhupada make so many temples and ask us to maintain them very nicely? Well, um it's explained that there's like the railroad tracks. You've got the, what do they call it, the, the, the Vidhi Marga and the Bhagavat Marga, that they have to go, uh, side by side on the tracks, that we have this, um gorgeous, Deity worship, and part of that deity worship is to offer kirtan to the deity because this is the ultimate sacrifice that pleases the Lord. Prabhupada is explaining very clearly that, um, we worship Lord Chaitanya by the method of this form of sacrifice in this age. This is the appropriate way. The so sacrifice is required. It's the method of elevation for ourselves, for the world. We cannot be happy in this world without sacrifice, but Krishna is telling us in Bhagavad Gita, and we are directed in so many ways by Srila Prabhupada how to perform this sacrifice and with what kind of intention or mentality. It's with the spirit of devotion, and not the spirit of my livelihood, or profit, or gain, or fruitive result. Um, And then, 18th chapter of Bhagavad Gita explains, One can understand me as I am, As the Supreme Personality of Godhead only by devotional service, and when one is in full knowledge or full consciousness of me by such devotion, one can enter into the Kingdom of God. I think I skipped a point there. The point, um, the point is that the purpose of sacrifice is to, is to gain knowledge. Actually, yes, that was in Bhagavad Gita, the verse that I that I missed. The purpose of doing, or I didn't say the purpose. The purpose is, of course, devotion, to please the Lord. Let's say the result of doing sacrifice, the natural result, is knowledge. And that is one of the verses I forgot to, to quote in the fourth verse. Fourth chapter that um, that, the, that the result of doing such sacrifice is that one will obtain knowledge. What is that knowledge? That is knowledge of his identity in relationship to Krishna that by performing sacrifice with that devotional attitude, one gains direct uh, understanding of his constitutional position of, of, of a Brahman, of spirit-soul, of, of a soul in relationship to Krishna. And that is when the qualitative sense of Brahmana happens, that we we know who we are. In relationship to Krishna, we know it's it's a yanam vigyanam or shamo oh, damas tapasho cham shanti raja vameva cha yanam vigyanam That by the performance of the appropriate sacrifice with the appropriate mentality, the next the consequence or the result of that is that we see ourselves as a servant, spirit, soul, servant, part and parcel of Krishna, we, and we see ourselves in relation to Krishna. And then, as in the 18th chapter, he says, it's by, um, when one becomes in full knowledge, then then we can enter into that relationship and into the kingdom of God. So it's not a, a it's not such an easy thing to be a real brahmana. Um, here in this purport, Prabhupada is saying that as a son of a brahmana, he should not have made so many mistakes. Um, he wasn't in perfect knowledge of his uh, of his. In real nature, and because of that, he fell under the influence of fear. Fears of the mode of ignorance covered. Uh, so, out of fear, he released this deadly weapon, not knowing that he is eternal and that um, soul doesn't die. So, um, so because of that, he was to be punished by the Lord Himself. This was Jonah's situation. So, any comments or additions or subtractions? So, Prabhu was making the point that, um, on this topic of fear, we see there's a lot of fear in the world these days. And uh, it trickles or filters down even into our our own devotee society. And the question naturally arises, I'm sure it does in all of our minds as devotees, where do you draw the line? Uh, because as a brahmana, we're supposed to be dependent on the, the Supreme Lord. It's a good question. It's one that I've been thinking about in my own personal life as well. Um again, fourth can or Bhagavad Gita says we have to act according, we have to work uh as a matter of duty. So we have to work in the world and we have to act in the world. Um while meditating on Krishna in his form of Shamasundar. So yes, we have to do what we have to do. We have to act by certain codes and, but when we do so in Krishna consciousness, the result is very different.